Hello and welcome to this episode of Pages and Popcorn Podcast, the podcast where normally we talk about movies that are turned into books. But today and for the last several weeks, we have been talking about a book that was turned into a Netflix miniseries. That's right. It's Shadow and Bone. It's me. It's Kat. It's Jennifer. It's Heather. It is the season finale. It is called No Mourners. And we are here to talk about it with you and answer some very important questions. But real quick first, just a reminder that you can message us on Facebook and technically Twitter, but primarily Facebook and Instagram and visit our website at kmmamedia.com. The Summer Watch 2021 Shadow and Bone has its own little page, its own little tab right there where you can listen to all the episodes. You can also obviously download them in all of the regular pod places, and you can find out more information about the other podcasts that the KMMA Media Podcast Network does, such as, you guessed it, Pages and Popcorn Podcast, and also Ghostthropology, which is an anthropological look at ghost stories and folklore. So that's exciting. And you can always send us an email at pagesandpopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Very excited. Okay, so my tablet has randomly restarted while I wait for it to turn itself back on so that I can read my exciting recap. Let's hear from our peanut gallery. Hello, Kat and Jennifer and Heather. How are you all tonight? (laughs) <laughs> rounding I silence all, I, I, was gonna say, I think we're all still reeling that you called us your peanut gallery <laughs> can I be a cashew can you be a what oh a cashew, a cashew. I thought you I, cashews are the best of all the nuts what you don't like cash not your dirty oh, mouth okay almonds or macadamias oh no Ooh. are those really nuts because i think of them like Look, white i think i think of them as a mistake from nature yikes <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was just raisins uh, in that category raisins raisins are an abomination from nature <laughs> they're intentionally made by somebody as a way to horrify children and ruin grapes that's that's what raisins are can't say I disagree. You must be a trip in the grocery <laughs> store. I don't know. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> the best to shop with. Sing our way through the grocery store. Okay. I'm almost to my notes. I decided to put all my notes into one document. Might not have been the best. Now I have to like scroll to page 30 to get to, you know, this this episode. The last recap. Yes, the last recap. Okay. Here we go. But the title did not match the episode. Well, again. it's No Mourners, which I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay, so I'm going to start with the Nina storyline real fast here. So Nina and Mateus have made it to a town. It's on her side of the border. He's going to leave and they talk about running away together. It is a big risk for them both. They'll both be branded traitors and betrayers and never be able to return home but it might be worth it after all so anyways she goes downstairs to the tavern and she overhears some bounty hunters who are looking for slavers and then she introduces matthias to waffles it's adorable but then matthias is attacked and he passes out uh because the night ivan is here to rescue her with a bunch of other grisha but she's picking matthias 
over the Grisha rescue party. She uses the slaver bounty hunters to cause a fight between the Grisha and the bounty hunters, and a standoff ensues and ends with Nina and Matthias and going with the bounty hunters and the Grishas going their own separate ways. So now on the ship, it is Matthias who is a prisoner and Nina is feeding him through the bars, but he's pretty angry. He thinks it was all a big trap and that she is not trustworthy and his feelings are very hurt and he is a sad, sad little boy. Okay, we'll leave them there for a minute and we will go back to Alina and the Darkling and the Crows and Mal. Everybody else is on this skiff headed into the fold. Okay, in the fold, on the boat, the Crows will go below deck to clean the guns and prepare for what they don't know what. And we need to get to name check Milo. Hooray, Milo. They're in the dark, but the Darkling is waiting for the right time to use Alina's power. Eventually, he uses her to make a light to scare away the Volcra. Basically, she carves a tunnel of light through the fold. Kaz has noticed that she is tied on the deck and he's almost, almost figured out the plan. And then they found, then they find Mal and they plan to team up. Okay, so now finally, the general admits his plan to everybody. Why destroy the fold? It is a wonderful weapon. They stop right before the end of the light tunnel slash the other side where the Ravka army is standing there waiting to kill them all when they come out because, you know, civil war, blah, blah, blah. And the Darkling expands the fold, overtaking the Ravka army. The fold, by the way, is more than just darkness. It is destruction and death. The Darkling is in full villain mode, bragging about his evil plan. All countries will answer to us now. <laughs> Down in the hold, the crows plus Mal debate the bold versus the smart move. And Mal legitimately says, yeah, I'm not that smart. And then barrels out on the deck shooting and then gets taken out pronto by a heart render because, you know, there's people with magic, whatever. Bold versus smart. Mal has admitted to not being smart. We all knew that already. Jasper and the grumpy Kaz join the fray along with Inej. The heart renders kill a bunch of the diplomats. Inej fights a heart render and Zoya helps her. And then they team up. Jasper is wounded. Inej throws a knife at the Darkling and it hits him, but he's all magic and unable to be killed. This will take more than a paltry little knife to kill me. Mwahaha. And he drops it on the deck and he pulls the darkness over the whole ship and the Volcra attack. And Zoya is hurt and Inej fights the Volcra. And then Kaz saves her when she runs out of knives. And Alina has a vision complete with choral music of the stag. And they communicate in the light. And then she snaps out of it and asserts that she never needed the Darkling anyways. And then she uses that fallen knife that's sitting there to slash out his 3D printer bit of antler from his hand. She severs their bond. <laughs> she goes all hero. You asked me what I was. This is what I am. Pew, pew, goes the light. She's all light. The darkness is pushed back. He's like, what, what, how? And Alina, still in full hero mode now and clearly making it up as she goes along. You cannot claim what was not given. The stag chose me. Pew, more light. Mal knocks the general off the boat. They scrap hand to hand because apparently the general has forgotten that he can slice people open with his brain. And a heart render attacks Alina. Now she's bleeding from the nose, but Jasper intervenes. He saves her. There's more general and Mal fighting. The general tries to slice his with his magic, but he misses or something. And then Mal shoots him a few times. And then a Volcra zooms in and eats the Darkling. Okay, Alina is wounded and all looks lost and the Volkers are circling and the power of Mal's begging and true love and about to get eaten solves her problem, wakes her up and then there's light and Zoya Wynn mages them out of the fold. They regroup around a fire. Inej vows loyalty to Alina. Alina pays off Kaz with a 
necklace. Zoya is off to see what's left of the city and she makes peace with Alina, sort of. Alina is going to go get new allies and then return to reclaim their country. Raw, raw. There is a moment where Kaz questions, uh, Inej, are you going to pick Alina or Kaz? And well, she picks Kaz, at least for right now. They all board a boat. Alina and Mal separate and have made their epic plans to return someday, being all, this is not the end, and making speeches and whatever. Meanwhile, Jasper misses Milo. Kaz says that he has a plan, but they will need a heart render. And oh, look who has overheard them, because yes, Nina, she's on the same boat. Hello, season two. And a quick button of the Darkling, who's not dead after all, leaving the fold. Apparently, he has tamed the Vulcra. The end to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> there was quite a bit of flair in there. Yeah. I saved it up for the end, just like the show. <laughs> you said dun, dun, dun. And you know, it's in my notes. I mean, I can't spin this around because it's all light, but it, dun, dun, dun. it literally says dun, dun, dun in my notes. <laughs> I think that's a clue that we've spent too much time together lately. <laughs> it might be. So, okay. I like the fact can that- I start oh yes please okay I just I, I, I'm gonna start with with that that you know we can't ask questions but but you guys there's like a holding area in the skiff <laughs> why <laughs> to all the people right on top because that's like, where the show's gonna be mm-hmm. yeah but if you want to survive why wouldn't you be downstairs <laughs> <laughs> like how many people have we watched be plucked off the bow of this, you know, skiff to find out, hey, look, there's this perfectly good space down below mm-hmm. that we could like put people. Yeah. So far, I think about 20. I mean, yeah, have been picked off that yes. we've seen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry, had to get that off my chest. Yeah. No, it's a good you point. Know, I was thinking the same. I like the fact that the crows are like, yeah, it's really dark and scary out here. Let's let's head down there and and clean the guns because we don't know what's going to happen, and it's just better to be down here preparing. Although I will tell you, when that first happened, when they first went down, I was like, oh great, we're separating the party again. And are they even going to affect anything? Thank goodness they affected lots of stuff. So that was that was good. It was good that they were there. Although basically the ending is the same as the book that that. Mal and Alina are still on a boat headed off somewhere. The Darkling is presumed dead and the fold did the thing where it came out and it killed a bunch of people. And then, you know, she stood up to him. She didn't, you know, it's nice that they gave the crows some aspect to be part of all of that, but the plot was already there without them. So that I'm still mildly disappointed that they weren't, you know, uh, that their being there didn't actually change the plot, but it was nice that at least it complemented the plot and was important to the plot so yes and they are still technically together because they're on the same freaking boat. true but they're pretending to not be together that they don't know each other yeah yeah, yeah. because she has this random necklace where did that necklace come from was that just um, like I'm... in her pocket no it's part of what they had her dressed in. was it around yeah. her neck yeah at one point oh okay because i when she was it's like her party. hair was up and then down and then up and then down and some of the hair jewelry was like repeated a couple of times oh. like in that two days they've like screwed with the wardrobe and timeline <laughs> really badly and lost a lot of continuity like like a lot like it kind of i'm trying to really hard to hand wave it away 
but she was wearing it. Um, okay. Okay. Cause it seemed, it felt a little like random, you know, here's, here's the thing. Should, should she have had it on her? No, <laughs> but she had, she had been recently enough yeah. wearing it that you could kind of sort of make that. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I like that. He's like, Oh, I saw this in a painting. A queen wore it once. And I was like, it's jewels. We don't need to know. <laughs> you could just be like, how pretty this will buy me freedom or blah, 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 blah. It must be worth a hell of a lot. If only one of them is going to, you know, win out the contract. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay. I did like, appreciate there was more action in this episode. Um, it's always nice to, to have action, right? I do wonder about the Darkling forgetting about his magical powers and resorting to punching. And it made me feel like, okay, you know how in the Marvel universe, you've got all these people with these magical powers, but ultimately they all just end up punching the, the faces of their enemies. Like that is like the thing that they always mm-hmm. end up doing. And you're like, but you have powers. Why are you just punching? And that that's kind of made me think of that here too. It's like, okay. Well, I think it, it's to subvert the, the alternate, I want to say sci-fi trope, but it's not sci-fi, but the alternate magical trope where you use your magic so much that you forget about the basics. Like you can one cast all you want, but if somebody walks up to you and punches you in the face, you're you're going to be stunned. You're going to be knocked down. You're not going to be throwing spells. And you were so busy throwing spells that you forgot. I can punch a person in the face, or I need to block. Them. Right, and I get that. It just it's like, oh, here I am doing hand to hand combat with this guy. Here I am, hmm. the Darkling, fully powerful. But it did make for better when he did finally go to try to use his magic again. Yeah, so then I was, okay, so why didn't it work? Is it because, is it because our powers are tied to our emotions and he's all off kilter now, so he's not gonna work or is it- No, it's because he needs two hands to do the body splitting thing and the one hand has the hole in it now. Because it's injured. Oh, because she cut the thing off. because when she stabbed the antler out, it put a full hole in the middle of his hand. He lost the continuity. He couldn't use both hands to do the oh. body splitting. He tried to cut his yeah. whole body in half. He didn't. If he had just like tried to smother him with the darkness, I think he would have been fine. <laughs> Choke on the darkness, Mal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, you could definitely see the look on his face. Like, oh, it didn't. It work. didn't work. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because so- <laughs> he could still do other stuff with mm-hmm. the hole in his hand, but not that. So he didn't realize. Thank you. That makes so much sense. Cause I was watching it going, I, what? Huh? Yeah. Okay. No, I like it so much better now. Thank you for, this is why we so, do this as a group. <laughs> it's fantastic because even though I'd already seen the episode, so I knew it was happening. Right. Cause I watched it all when it first came out. I still like when he reached out for her hand and she reached hers up, I just like had a Kaylee moment where I'm like, just chop off the whole hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thing. Oh, I Don't thought she just... did it first too. Like when it was flying, it was like, oh, he lost his hand. And I glanced down. I was like, oh no. Oh no, it's just the antler. Yeah. That's disappointing. I know. Because you feel like it could have just been the whole hand. And then even though I mean, she obviously did not have that... the physical ability to reach back. Uh, and I think, that knife. yeah, the knife was this big. So that knife could stab him in the hand and maybe slice off the 3D printer, you know, hand stamp. Well, like but what I don't... it did is she pushed it out. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think it would have broken a wrist bone. No, you know? probably not. No. But 
but still. It was fun in my mind to make it play that. Yeah. Way. It would have been really cool if she'd used her son power to like burn it, it off. Exploded. Yes. Exploded. <laughs> but you know. I don't think she's figured out carterizing yet still. Yeah. That's probably yeah. very true. I think, I think we all just really wanted some gore. Yeah. Apparently. Yes. Gore. Or at least gore and call me Alexander. I mean, I, not to jump to, to the end, although it's fun to do so, when he came out of the fold and he's all oh, like, scratchy and scratchy. And... Were you really surprised, though? Well, no, I was not surprised, but I, that was a okay. good visual. Like, that was, I was like, yeah, okay, he's back to being hot again. <laughs> I, I rolled my eyes a little bit. I'm like, oh, of course. Of course. But then when he said come and they move forward, Hello, I was like, yeah. oh. That was cool. And I, You didn't pull the dark fold forward. You pulled, I was like, that that was that was nice. cool i did i appreciated that that was not in the book in the book we we as readers are like he's probably not dead but like a, everybody thinks he's dead and the author certainly doesn't clue us in at the end of the book there is no button at the end of the book so i i appreciated that i thought it was cool that that we got that it, it definitely added so yeah well if you want to go back towards yeah. the beginning ish mm-hmm. i really liked how he was like what, there's no meat with this dish? Oh, cured pig would be really good with this. I'm like, yes, bacon but and waffles is a win. <laughs> my note says meat waffles. Meat yes. waffles. When she was like, I have to introduce you to my other, you know, my, my main love, waffles. I got a major Leslie Nope vibe. Does anybody else watch? Did anybody watch Parks and Rec? Because that is, Leslie Nope is all about the waffles. And yeah, it was Okay. Well, for those of you listening who understand the reference, I, I was like, yeah, Nina, you're, you are a Leslie. Nope. Okay. That works for me. I love the waffle bit. I loved it so much. It was very cute. And yeah. Well, and I mean, it just like, I feel like it really showed that they had accepted that they come from different worlds, but that they were willing to share new experiences yes right and that waffles like, can be sweet like, and savory and you can she's like yes meld <laughs> meld it together yeah, yeah. that was they well, I thought cinnamon that... and tahine there you go <laughs> yes cinnamon and tahine they they definitely wrote it well and and the actors really i think did a good job with it that so okay i understand why he is into her because I am also into her. Like Nina's awesome. I get this. I, that, that, that is an attraction. I understand. I'm not a hundred percent sure why she is into him, except that he is like naive and she seems to like that. Um, I, she, he might, he's just different from all the other men that she's known, except, you know, is he, I don't know. It, it is easier for me to believe that he is into her than for me to really buy that she's into him. Although that's definitely what we're being shown. She picked him over the Grisha. I get it now, like for sure. But there is just this little part of me that's like, but, but why? I mean, he's good looking. Let's not deny it. He, but he is like, he's good looking in that boring sort of way, you know? Um, and But he's also like forbidden. I, right. I so there's a draw to that. Right. Yeah, like it's taboo. Aren't the forbidden the bad boys supposed to be bad boys, not little innocent babes like, who have never had a waffle? Like <laughs> Well, they've never had a waffle. And then there's the he has led several, at least several other Grisha women into right. their death. He was the one who threw the rope that was actually finally took her down. He has beat her in hand to hand combat more than once. I mean, he's not 
so naive that he can't function on par with her minus the magic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still not. But I think it's just a lesson of, you know, like the heart w- wants what the heart wants, right? Like yeah. if she, I guess if that's who she wants. Then, you know, I mean, sure. And uh, again, it, it's, it's YA. Yeah. You have to go with that. Right? Say, like, it is the hallmark moment. It is. Yeah. Like if we think too much about it, it doesn't work. It doesn't. You're right. You're right. But they'll always have waffles. Ugh. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> won't, at least for not for another year. <laughs> now he's going to be off yeah. in this prison. And okay, they uh, will have <laughs> we'll the crow get him out. Oh, I'm sure the crows memory will, of waffles. the crows yeah. will definitely help her. I can see that now. Like, oh, you know, we need a heart render, blah, blah, blah. Well, I need something from you. Rescue this guy. So, he might not even want to be rescued, but rescue. So heavy handed with their foreshadowing on here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kaylee, at least you can say they finally all met up. Yeah. It wasn't in the snowy woods because they were on the other each side, Uh but they have now all converged in one spot. Yes. On this. So it has on this boat. Yep. On the same timeline Mm -hmm. in the same location. Yep. So that has happened. And we know as long as they're all on that same boat together, it's still the same. We're timeline. still not a hundred percent sure how how long or in the past or in the future. Call me Alexander with his new, you know, puppy dog Volcra gargoyle thing. Keep, keep waving your hand. Who knows? Who knows? Gonna, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because yes. Well, it, they said it was going to be a two day walk to get to the boat. As the crow, so flies. we can assume. Yeah, we can assume. You know. He was in the fold for two to three days. Sure. And now they're on the boat <laughs> and the boat. Cause now they're on the boat. Yeah. Whatever. There we go. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll, yes. I'm sure it'll so, stay synced up. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the crows, uh-huh. right. Mm-hmm. Did everyone, anyone else catch that moment? Like when they were on the boat and Jasper was talking to Kaz and he was saying that, you know, he could see the look of revenge yeah. on the general's face. He recognized the vengeance. Vengeance. Yeah, the vengeance. And Jasper called him out and was like, oh, do you see something you recognize? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so it's kind of like the second or third time that they've referenced Kaz's past and his, like, kind of his vengeance. And But yet we never got closure on what his backstory was no so well we do know that the guy who he doesn't like goes in and kneecaps people and then you either go with the deal or he kills you and kaz has been kneecapped and he hates the guy and And he asked the guy if he recognized him right Right. and the guy didn't but that's that's all we've been given i mean so that's also makes me hopeful yeah setting that up for for the second season season two baby yeah let's go so, so it makes me feel like they were building up that we will get more of the crow backstory. Well, and you get the feeling that he didn't lose something, but someone, because it doesn't sound like Kaz owned much of anything. Yeah, I I wonder about that too because this is not the first time that Kaz has said something like "Don't go looking for the dead; you'll just get upset." Like he yeah. didn't really want Inej yes. to go look at the the monument thing and try to find her people, and like he's real like dismissive of that, which to me 
sounds like, you know, you're protesting You've too much, there. right? Yeah. You went and found Speaking from experience. Exactly. You went and looked and either they didn't want to be found or you found something that traumatized you or, you know, it, it, you know, all of the, all, above. yeah, exactly. Something or the fact but that yeah, you were I looking just, made you make bad choices or who knows what. So, yeah. And it seems like when you do a deal with the dude, even if he kneecaps you, he usually doesn't let people live. Even if the, you know, you agree to the deal. It doesn't sound like he lets a lot of them live. So it sounds like the fact that he was still alive is an aberration. And I, I know that is we've the been... way they kind of made it hang. And it sounds like Jasper was one of the few people Kaz. knew both sides of him. Kaz, not Jasper, right? Kaz. Yeah. yeah Kaz. No, no, that Jasper knew Kaz both oh, before, before and after oh. the interaction with the guy. That's what it kind of sounds like to me, but it's so big. or at least he knows the story yeah, yeah. I, I think he knows we don't story. know the story okay so i don't think Inez yeah, knows we definitely story. don't know the story the guy who we keep calling the guy i his name is like pika something and in my head it's peaky yeah. blinders which is like a television show that i don't even watch yeah yes, no, it's a really good blinders. show in my head it's either yeah. peaky blinders or pika where you eat your hair and I'm, neither of those are right so it's yeah, just... the pika peaky blinders man pika Peekaboo. Um, anyway, so peekaboo is probably going to be a bigger part. In- now I just think Pikachu. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so now we got the Pikachu, Pika, Pikachu. Pika blinders. Gotta, gotta catch them all. Yeah. So that guy will probably be in the second season. So that'll be. It feels like because they're saying, oh, yeah. you know, they're going to go pay off Inez's debt and then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with that guy. And it'll be fun to. I, it was interesting when she was like, Inej, speaking of Inej, I, I, you know, she basically made like a holy vow to St. Alina here. And um, she's just like, you know, my, my hands are yours and blah, blah, blah. And Alina's like, oh, cool. Here's a knife. Oh, cool. I'm going to name it. And then I'm thinking, wait, but you're, you're, you're going with the crows. And the, you could see that Kaz is a little confused too. He's like, wait a minute, where are your loyalties? Yeah. yeah. He's not thrilled with this. And so she's willing to go with Kaz, you know, for now. Um, which is fine and, and good. And I would like to see more crows and I would like to see less Alina, but if we're going to have to see more Alina, I would love for Inej to be a part of that little group. Um, because I just feel like she would just be constantly showing Mal up all the time. And I, honey, I'm here for that. So was it just me or did it look like they did her makeup differently this time to look a little older? Who? Um, Alina, a little wizened, a little harder. She looked a little older makeup is a subtle art form that i am oblivious to so she did look more weary but i think that was just kind of battle because she'd been through a lot she still has the antlers poking out of her collarbones right yeah Yeah. those are still there well no she like she absorbed them in do you remember seeing that oh that's why i'm asking like no i i I swore i saw them at the campsite where you saw just a nubbing underneath the jacket. It might've been that it's like a uh, taller collarbone type thing now, but she did absorb them under the skin. Hmm. Okay. When she was on the boat, she like put her hands together and like called the light and absorbed them in. So she was taking ownership of it. Right. How I saw it. Very. And she picked up that other piece off of the ground. (laughs) Very bonk bonk on the head. Um, about you know you're absorbing your power and not letting a man you know or an evil fascist regime person you know control you control you yeah, yeah. and use yeah. your power 
Um, I, I, it's a good line, you know, you, you, you know, you say I need you, but I've never needed you or whatever. But I mean, let's be, that's so not true. It's not true. Like she didn't even know she, she didn't. Her first introduction was him saving her life. Our very first introduction. Well, her first introduction of her power was her saving Mal's life. And, but accidentally, and then the next several times her power was utilized, it was because call me Alexander was touching her and bringing it out of her. Like she didn't have any control. She, she needed him. I meant the first time she met call me Alexander. He is saving her life. Literally. She did need him. He split the dude. He was getting ready to rape, kill her. Oh, well, no, they met met in in the the tent. tent. Yeah. They met where he cut her and exposed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. And then whisked her away, but, but it was more of a kidnapping than a whisking. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god so many romance novels it's more of a whisking than a kidnapping we tell the publishers it's it's fine and she really kind of wanted to go so it's all good it's just not consent yet yeah but it will be it will be. in a minute yeah yeah uh my one of my notes here because i'm not going in any sort of order is uh, that i wish we had seen more destructive fold business yes because it was a big deal and a lot of people died and it was a big deal. And I just really d- felt cheated out of watching all the people die, which I know makes me sound like a crazy person, but it felt like they had run out of budget. So they just decided to not show us and like have everybody be like, wow, it was awful. The whole city's destroyed. I'm sorry. I want to see the city get destroyed, right? We- well, the thing is, is even if it's a darkness thing, they could have still shown. And I don't know, in my mind, I pictured like Pompeii uh-huh. and like the wall of ash. And, you know, we know what the aftermath was like, and seeing that it really, I was going to say solidifies it in our minds, but that's a really <laughs> harsh way to say it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a bad pun. Um, but it really, you know, having that visual would have definitely, I think made it better. But I think, like you said, they just seem to have kind of decided it wasn't as important yeah. to show it. The destruction with, on the boat, to me, it felt like they were making a statement of he can't say that the fold was the one doing the death and destruction. All the death and destruction was by his own hands or his literal orders. Like they are from him. Not, oh, I made the fold and people happen to die when they go in now. That's like not necessarily my fault, but all the death on the boat was directly his orders are his hands. As far as the city went, I was actually kind of confused because when the fold was created, everyone in it turned into those things. Well, and he did the same thing this time where that? he rolled it out. We, we don't know that. I, in, I will tell you in the book, it says that when the fold was created, the people who were living, the farmers and the regular people were turned into the Volcra. But the Volcra are also different in the book they're not these things in when we saw it it felt like the the I, like it almost looked like the gargoyles and the stuff at the castle like became alive right. and like the people just died and then like now when he takes over Radka and the army all those people There's are way too much folk for it to be a handful of gargoyles well that's and somebody did say anybody in there became and it alluded to became Volcra, but, well, but when it they, rolled out, you could hear the Volcra attacking the people. So which is it? The people turn into Volcra 
Yeah, I, I don't know. And well, because if you remember, Alexander had said that he needed to create his own army. Mm-hmm. Right. So I do think that the idea was that he was just putting the curse on those that were near him. Right. And Again, we do go by the steps. Yeah, but they could probably reproduce. It's been how many hundreds and hundreds of years? I don't know. Timeline's not explained. <laughs> well, it is, but but the Darkling has been around right. through yeah. several yeah, he went, sets of kings. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So I would imagine the Volker being a creature probably procreate. So that's what kind of how I felt. Because the thing was, is that like, yeah, I mean, it yeah, is another a weird one of those thing. questions where it's it's a little hand wavy mm-hmm. and yeah. a little too. Little but it definitely sounds like beyond the creation of the fold, anyone who enters it is just killed. So I don't think that the idea is that it'll take over the city and create more Volker. I think yeah, because you can the hear the people kill. dying. Right, you can hear yes. them being killed. Which where when it rolled out. My initial thought was you've expanded the fold so those people should be turning it's into not the initial it wasn't the initial spell. right so i think that's the thing the initial one made those people who were there the other What's army the into the volcra and what's happening now is just death and destruction through darkness like choking on darkness choking on ash and and having things get buildings getting knocked over with darkness i think i just wanted to see the destruction to actually understand how the darkness yeah, is did killing. Because the vol- they never say, do buildings get knocked down by the fold? Does the fold just all the vegetation dies from lack of sunlight and oxygen? Right. It, it's just well, and then, everything in there is hand waving. So he pushed it out and it covered the army and the city. And then Alina pulled it back in or did she just. She pushed the light out. To yeah, it. I didn't see her pull the fold back. Well, I saw her push the light then, out. Then later, but then the light they're out like near it, and they're like on a hill, and they're like, "Well, there it is. There's the fold." And somewhere near them is the ruins of the city at where Zoya's g- gonna go. But no, she's gonna take the skiff back through no, the fold. Yeah. But she was. She said she wanted to go look at the city and see yes. her family. Yeah. Right. So she, she was. That go was her through original, the fold by herself. Right. And so the city would be in the fold that's what her plan was right yes. yes okay and then they're like mm, that's that's not a good idea and she's like yeah well i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> so, okay yeah so bye <laughs> laters i don't know yeah. that little that other little map guy somehow survived the the fold remember him from the very beginning the guy who liked Alina? yeah he didn't mentally survive <laughs> well no but he's also wasn't prepared and he didn't so. physically survive too much longer True, but not because of the fold i don't know so we'll see we'll see what what happens with with zoya and they did say you know survivors were a thing and you could tell survivors by like that's a thing they all do is they all uh scar their arm they did the number scarrings for that survival passes through. survival passes yeah so people are obviously making it through but yeah okay let's see here Oh, here's a note. Mal is stupid. God, I dislike this character. <laughs> That's a note. And then he even like- literally said, I'm not smart. <laughs> I don't do Here I go. I don't do the smart plan. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I just I liked Inez's pull out on him. Yeah. Where she pulled him out of his dark little corner. Yes, that was cute. 
because he's thinking he's. And it looked like Jasper kind of looked right at her, at him, and then looked at her, Mm -hmm. and then she just went on a stroll. Yeah. Like if I'm having a conversation with someone, they happen to walk away, I'm gonna be like, "We're in the bottom of a boat. Where are you going?" Oh no, she's just gonna go pick up Terminator Mal from behind the whatevers that he's hiding behind, and bring him out. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Yes. I, I don't care about Alina coming back to whatever. Ever. To whatever her whatever. Yeah. I don't know. She's going to go off and make allies. Is she going to the shoe people? I don't I, I bet. I'm still with you, Heather. I think we need a map. We don't have a map. They're on a boat. They're going somewhere. There you go. The end. I will say I started the book. Huh? And in the front of the book, there is a map. <laughs> cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't finish the book. I just started the book. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if you're ready, I have a question for each. I actually have three questions and I want everybody's response. So I'm going to ask the question and then let each of you give your responses. I thought we could go in alphabetical order. So that would be Heather and then Jennifer and then Kat and then me. Okay. So our first question is, Hey, Heather, was this show worth your time? It was very entertaining at the end of the day. Yes. As long as you don't ask too many questions. And honestly, when I went into it, it, it was, you know, a blind watch. I hadn't heard anything or read anything. And given that it was entertaining. Cool. Awesome. Yep. There we go. And uh, Jennifer. I would say if it were edited down, yes. As it is, it's a little slow going. So you would have. I want want more crows. I love my, I love me my my crows. So you wanted less show or, or more. I wanted to focus on the crows and everything about Alina was really boring and weird. Okay. But so, but was the show worth your time? Uh, I would say, yeah, it's a fun little show. Okay. You know, it's it's a nice way to spend six hours. Okay. Kat, was the show worth your time? Yeah, it was. Yay. Okay. And me, I would say, yes, the show was, was worth my time. Um, eight episodes. I think if it had been a full season, I might not have wanted to emo- invest emotionally and time, but eight episodes I can do. Um, it, it was actually way more fun watching this show because I knew I was going to get to talk about it with you guys because I love sharing and like talking about things that it, it just adds the enjoyment and uh so yeah that that definitely added okay here we go <laughs> second question Heather you're up first and you've already kind of answered but I'm going to ask you any will you read any of the books and by this I mean this the 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 trilogy that the plot is taken from of the first book and or the crow duology i figure i will read the trilogy first just because it's then i can compare it to what we just watched right mm-hmm. but i'm looking forward to reading the crows gotcha cool and jennifer i know you already read the crows duology and i know you've read the first in the trilogy did you read the other two books in the trilogy nope and right now i just don't care you know, I'm not invested in the characters. It does make me actually want to reread The Crows, though. Ah, okay, that works. And Kat, what about you? Are you interested in any of the books? 
actually just went and double checked my bookshelf to make sure I didn't have them sitting on there in my to be read section. And I don't, and I don't think based on what I've seen, it'd be worth investing in. Um, the Crow series, maybe. Um, but if they continue the route they're taking where the dad jokes get super heavy and they get too entrenched in the Alina line, then that would definitely sour me to the characters. So as far as investing in the books, I wouldn't for either. If somebody handed me the Crow books, I would definitely read them, but I would not go searching for either. Okay. I think I'm, I'm similar to you. I've I've read the first of the trilogy. I have no interest in reading the rest of the trilogy. Uh, I am moderately interested in the Crows books, but my TBR piles are kind of insane. And I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I read books for my podcast. So, and then I, I read books for my book review blog and, and I, and then I read books for book club and, and also I have glaucoma, so I'm not really supposed to read a lot, but I do anyways. Point is, I don't really have time to read other extra stuff. So I probably won't Julia, get it. You should plug your, your uh, reviews. Yes. Well, there you go. I read a, a, a block. I review. Okay. But where can they find these? Um, I I'll put it in the show notes. I always do, but okay. yeah, it's, it's, I, I have a blog where if you type Kaylee Metcalf blog and review you'll get it i will it's, say that if you read her reviews they do not spoil anything they just give you a really nice overview of like the, her impressions of the book without being spoilery ah uh, yes thank you i yes they are spoiler free reviews and i just try to give you um enough information that you can make a decision for yourself based on whether or not they might be worth your time because not every book is good for everybody so that's that's a thing Anyways, I probably will not get to read these crow books for a very long time, and I'm okay with that, but I would like to at some point. They'll probably be on that list that I keep on my phone for when I'm in the bookstores, like the used bookstores, and if I ever find them, you know, heck of cheap or something, or Heather decides to buy them and then I borrow them from her someday or, you know, something like that. So we shall see. Okay, last question. Very important. Heather, you're up first. Will you watch season two? Well, I mean, I kind of have to. <laughs> well, you don't have to. Entertainment is not a requirement. <laughs> I personally will have to because it'll be there and then I'll be like, oh, I need to know what happens. Gotcha. Okay. So, yes. and by then I'll have read, you know, at least the first book, um, which you said ties up here. So it might just be another, you know, watch the show and then see if I want to read the book. Okay. <laughs> Cool, cool. Uh, Jennifer. I'm kind of intrigued. I might give them a check out. Cool. Okay. And Kat, are you going to watch season two? How else am I going to know what happened to Milo? (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, all about Milo. All about Milo. Um, Okay. I will. You know what? I, I'm going to be honest here. I think it'll depend on the trailer. Like if the trailer looks like it's going to be a lot of Alina, I, I don't, and unless, you know, we're all done with COVID and we can start watching this at my house with shots. Uh, I'm not, cause that sounds like the best way to watch this show. Um, I'm not sure if I would watch it. If it looks like it's going to be more crows stuff and knowing that I probably won't get to the crows books in forever and a day, then I might watch it. 
but yeah, I guess it's going to depend on when it comes out and what else it comes out with. And, and also, you know, what the, what the trailer looks like. So, yeah. You know what? I recently learned because I had a friend tell me we had to watch a movie that he had seen many, many times. It was from like 2006 and that this movie, they put a bad poster out for it that did not represent at all. And the previews did not represent the movie at all. And so it was rated really poorly. So we watched it and it was from 2006 called Black Snake Moan. Oh, yes. Okay, this movie was fantastic. And if I had looked at that cover art or watched the preview, I would have never in my life watched it because it was not what it was supposed, like did not represent at all. So I have to be very careful when I watch previews. Like for this one, I had not watched a preview. I jumped straight into it because I, I felt like- I how you would make a preview for that movie. Like it, it is yeah. a genre buster. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and I mean, Christina Ricci, like, come on, like, yeah, watch it for her alone. But Still in love with I her. Mean, <laughs> her and Samuel L. Jackson. And you know what? Justin Timberlake wasn't even that bad in it. Wow. We'll just go. That. Yeah, it's got a cast. I mean, but yeah, it well directed. Was, it was an amazing movie. Anyway, just had to throw that in there because it was very relevant that like, don't just judge it by the, the preview. That is a really good point. That is that is very. You'll just make me watch it first, and then tell you if it's worth watching. Yes. See, that's what we'll do. That's yes. Or like I said, we'll we'll just decide we're going to start watching it as a group. You know, um, because that was also fun. I miss this kind of socialization of watching things. I don't know if you guys did this, but I, we did when I was younger. Like it, I remember there was a couple of very specific shows: Buffy and Angel and. Smallville and friends. And like, you know, there's a couple of these shows where like we would literally all get together at someone's house and we would watch it all and nobody was allowed to talk. We would talk all the way during the commercials, but you couldn't talk during the show and we would, you know, have snacks and then we would turn it off and then we would talk about the episode for hours. Um, Star Trek is also in the, like that was a thing. And I, I miss that. I miss that kind of discussion and, and geeking out with well and it wasn't even like when you were just younger you've done that with shows even up till you know just before pre-covid yeah so yeah and i mean technically I, very much a thing you do technically i have a group right now we watch a uh, crazy ex-girlfriend um it's a rewatch for me and a first watch for for the other ones and we watch on thursday nights and we group watch it together online and then we we zoom and we chat before and after and it's super fun and it's awesome. So yeah, no, I sharing the experience is part of the experience for me. I don't really like watching things by myself. Um, I grew up in a super religious house where there were almost no shows allowed on. Like my parents had issues with the TGIF programs. I don't know what that is. Um, thank yeah, God it's Friday, the, the, oh. the full house. The yeah, I mean, okay. there, there wasn't a show my parents didn't have. I mean, the, I take that back, there were very few shows my parents didn't have problems with. So, gathering around the TV with friends was just one, we lived in the middle of nowhere, and two, like, we weren't allowed to go over to our friend's house to watch. TV. I, I should clarify when I'm talking about these memories, I was married He's and in college adult. and like married and in my 20s because we didn't have. Oh, yeah, I got out of high school, got married, and started raising somebody else's kid. Like, okay, I okay. had a weird fair, transition. Fair. We didn't have television when I grew up. So, 
that's why I didn't know what so you're then she's been I did for like 10 years I had to make up for things I had to like people would tell me they're like this is canon you have like I remember like coming yeah no I binge stuff to to re, like once I got married there was a lot of stuff I I would like get caught up with to yeah yeah. I remember at one point, like I came into friends and it was like the fifth season and they're like, no, 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 you got to watch from the beginning. So then I, you know, my, my sister-in-law, Laura had all the taped, all the episodes so that I could watch all of friends. So I could catch up so I could watch as a family. And the, the same thing with the Simpsons. And there were all these, like, you know, things, sex in the city, you have to catch up. You have to have canon. My ex-husband had this list of canon movies. And like, some of them were very correct in his assessment that they were important in terms of pop culture and some of them I think were just his favorite movies um you know like the transformers from the 80s <laughs> but Ooh, not necessary but now I but can any say, any guy that grew up watching them as a kid yeah. it was one of the first movies my husband made me watch <laughs> because like he's like these are classics yes. and I'm like um sure I think classics are more like the godfather you know, Audrey Hepburn <laughs> like that's a classic not oh at know, some point old Barbara Streisand we have to have a conversation about canon because it is such a fascinating idea of like what is considered canon by different people and what the reasoning is behind that and stuff anyways but yes okay so I may or may not watch the second season to be honest I'm I'm vaguely interested but we'll we shall see we shall see so that that is kind of our, that is kind of our episode. That is kind of the show. Do, do you want me to compare the book? Cause I feel like we've kind of done that. Um, well, here I'll ask Jennifer and Kalia a question because Kat and I have not read the book. Okay. So this is to Jennifer and to Kalia. Do you think they did a good job representing the book in the show? What do you mean representing the book? Do you mean the story, like, the character? The story, okay. the story, the character, like, you know, was it a good interpretation? Jennifer, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I think they did the best they could with the material that they had. That's a really diplomatic way of saying kind of, and I agree with you a hundred percent. That was the feeling I got throughout the series as you guys talked about it mm-hmm. was that they, they did the best they could. Yeah. I, I think we've been very clear that, I mean, as you know, like the crows are not in the book and the crows were the best part of the show. So it's really hard to compare, right? Um, the changes that they made, it's like some of like off the top of my head with very little prep, uh, the changes we, like I said, there, uh, call me Alexander was sexier in the book. There was more of a, um, a question. There's much more of a love triangle in the book. Um, there was much more of a, is he really evil or is he not evil? And it wasn't until he literally killed that whole town with the fold at the end that you were like, yeah, he's, he's actually really evil. Uh, up until that point, he may or may not have been evil. So I feel like the, the show didn't dance around that as much. And, um, yeah, the power differential, he was, it was very clear on the show that he was manipulating her, which made their, almost sex scene in the map room a lot less sexy than it was in the book in the book i was like yeah lena get some because you know she's not a 16 year old you know she's she's a grow like she's young but she's an adult of age and she deserved to get some in the book mal was even worse than in this show which i know is says a lot but he 
he was useless and he was he he had that thing where he had never really noticed her or seen her and he didn't treat her particularly well at least here we had that we kept seeing their flashbacks we saw them hold you know as children we saw him choosing her to hang out and eat grapes with her over having sex with zoya like we saw these things and like his dogged determination to find her while i found it annoying and oversimplistic was at least like he stayed true as a character throughout where in the book he was written very poorly and there was there was seriously no reason why she would pick him um i do think that the book made an interesting point about subverting yourself as a young woman to try to fit into what you want what you think that the boy that you like wants you to be and hiding your light under a bushel legitimately and not accessing your full potential because you don't want to overshadow him it was that was much more explicit in the book except that then she did that at the end by like throwing it all away for mal because at the end she was definitely choosing mal over you know and it was it yeah so it was, it could have been very feminist and empowering. And then it fell apart at the end because it, it decided to just be more YA, but they took out a lot of that feminism stuff in the show. They just kind of just implied without it being bonk bonk on your head quite so much. Um, specifically in the book, they talk all the time about, she just looks sickly all the time. And she always has bags under her, uh, her eyes and all of this stuff. And it turns out because she's not been using her power. And once she starts using her power, she actually, becomes healthier it's not just that oh you're eating it looks good on you says mal the doofus it's that you know her hair is actually the right color now and she doesn't have bags under her eyes and and her body is doing better because she's accessing her inner potential uh, through the help of her training so that that was a good thing so there was a few things that they could have i think done better but like jennifer said they did i think a pretty good job with what they had especially considering that they we're basically only giving half of the show to this plot and they were shoehorning in this other crows stuff. And now is the time in the podcast where Jennifer would tell me to stop monologuing. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, so I have one more, another follow-up <laughs> question. What was one thing they did in the show that wasn't in the book that you thought was a positive addition? And you can't say the crows. Nah. <laughs> It's a standard answer. Okay, I got it. Alina freaking started a fire so that she could get on the boat with Mal, which is stupid, but it wasn't in the book. And it totally set the tone of her stupid character and this codependency <laughs> that she has with Mal and like this like not inability to think beyond her own whatever um, in the book she was just on the boat. They were just, they were all supposed to be on the boat. It wasn't even a thing. <laughs> Am I right, Jennifer? That's the only part I've read so far. And I was like, oh, look, they just got on the boat. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was already set up that way. Jennifer, I'm fine. Um, the only thing that's coming to mind right now is, and this isn't a positive, why did they make her afraid of bathtubs? What? <laughs> <laughs> the bathtub. She was afraid of the bathtub. That was so ridiculous. That was a really a failure of direction. I really feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 like they didn't make it like she was afraid of taking a bath in front of all the people. She was afraid of the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the editing was not, it it left a lot to be ideal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, in the book, in the 
in the show, we have her and Jenya having words towards the end. You know, they have their little fight. That doesn't happen in the book. Um, there, because there's also no Jenya getting shot. There's no other version of her who gets killed, you know. Okay, of, yeah, that was pretty cool. That that, like that addition. That was cool. So um, the, the decoy is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, the decoy. Oh, okay. Was, I'm like, when did Jenya get killed? No, no, Jenya got shot because of the decoy. That whole decoy part, not at all in the book. Um, so that was kind of a fun, that was a kind of a fun thing. That was interesting to watch. And I say the one negative thing I know that you guys had mentioned several times was the whole racial aspect yeah. was not in the book. That is, and they add that to the show. So I know that that was kind of a negative. Why did we add that? We didn't need it yeah. for the story. That's for and sure. And it wasn't even visible. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> and couldn't even really tell. It's not like she's the only person of color in the cast. I mean, right. So yeah, it it. it so it just wasn't really necessary. And we've already talked this, I feel like, a lot. But, you yeah. know, I'm just going to pull out that Star Trek, you know, make this your last battlefield illusion yet again to point out that I think it's there to show the stupidity of bigotry based on physical markers and ethnicity. I just don't right. think that they did a... Fingers crossed. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's giving them a lot of credit, but that's me trying to give them credit. I, I, if they had had a little bit more substance, we could have actually made that argument, but yeah. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Friends. Thank you so much for, for doing this and uh, listeners, if you have thoughts and comments, you know, please sound off in the comment section on the, on the website or on Facebook or send us an email pages and popcorn podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we will return you to your regularly scheduled bi-weekly episode where Jennifer and I or myself and other co-host guests will be talking about books uh, based on, or sorry, movies based on books, as well as the original source material. Next week, we have Ender's Game coming out. And then in a couple of weeks after that, we have The Circle. Um, also on the horizon is Stardust and something else I can't remember right now. What about that whatever movie with the funny words that Heather was just talking about that apparently you've all seen that I haven't? Oh, Black Snake Moan. Is that based on a book? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to go look it up. I uh, do not believe it is. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I do know that we have both Interview with the Vampire and Spontaneous coming up in October. I'm very excited about Spontaneous. It's a book about people whose heads are exploding. So that'll be fun. Whoa, there's your gore. There's the gore. You were looking for it. You wanted it. There it is. Okay, guys. I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much. It was really nice to talk to you. And uh, yay. Woohoo. Season finale. Woo. Woo. There you go. And there are no mourners. There totally are mourners. The title doesn't matter. Uh, you know what, though? Can't we mourn for like all the people that died on the skiff? Here's our star- Come on now, guys. Or all the people in the town? Our Star Trek connection. Who, oh, yes. who mourns for Adam Nye was the name of a Star Trek episode in the original series where they, they bumped into a, a Greek god. I'm just going to leave that there. Okay, good night. <laughs> you are such a nerd. <laughs>